Thanks for stopping by. This is Salesforce Simplified, the podcast from Ad Victorium Solutions. Well, good day, everyone. I'm Mike Boyle from Ad Victorium Solutions. And on this episode of Salesforce Simplified, we're going to be speaking with Nick Glimsdahl, who is the director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS, which is a company that helps other companies improve contact center operations. He's also a speaker on customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation, which just happens to be the subject of today's podcast. And he's also a feature contributor for ICMI, which is a company that works with contact centers to accomplish desired outcomes and prepare them for the future. Nick, who also happens to host his own podcast called Press One for Nick, which I think is a very unique name, is a self-described guy on a mission to bring together digital transformation, customer expectations, and business objectives to create effortless customer experiences. Nick, it is such a pleasure to have you. Welcome to the Salesforce Simplified Podcast. Thanks so much, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here. So before we get into uh, all the questions, Nick, can you tell me just a little bit about what you do there at VDS? Yeah. So I, like you mentioned, I'm the director of contact center solutions here at VDS, been here about five years. And my whole goal is to help organizations across the country identify where they're at inside their contact center, where they want to go from both a uh, customer experience and an employee experience, and then understanding what those business outcomes are, and then bringing that right technology. It's it's truly understanding and solving for business outcomes. It's not just hawking technology and opening up my black leather jacket and saying, hey, do you want something? But it's <laughs> truly adding value and being that guide for those customers. Well, as I said, you know, our list of topics today will be digital transformation, customer experience, digital first strategies, and how we all weave that stuff together. So let's start here. Are the terms, which I still hear all the time, digital first and digital strategy, are they still buzz phrases here in 2022? And if so, talk about how they continue to evolve in the business world, if they still do. So I would say the answer first is yes. I believe that there's still the the quote unquote buzz phrase. And and it's because people want as a consumer and, and just put yourself in that spot anytime you call your insurance or your internet company or anybody else, you want to meet them, you want to go on the channel of your choice. And sometimes when you're on the on on in the car, you want to be on the phone. Sometimes when you're inside a coffee shop, you're probably going to be maybe texting in line back and forth to the customer service. And so how are you meeting them on on the channel of their choice? And sometimes that and a lot of times it is digital, unless somebody needs something with urgency, something really went bad, or they just want to talk to a human. And so it's it's communicating and bringing all of that together. And so the reason why it's constantly evolving is because technology is evolving. And the customer's needs are constantly evolving and they're improving and people are wanting more and they want more personalized and they want a better experience. And they want, to, want you to feel, want them to feel known and valued. In this year of 2022 that we're in, how do you define what customer experience is? So customer experience is the experience that 
a consumer receives and or feels resulting in an emotional reaction. And sometimes it could be, I am beyond excited that you solved my problem. You knew who I was and you did it in record time. It could be the whelmed. You're not overwhelmed. You're not underwhelmed. You're just whelmed. And that was not a great experience or it wasn't a bad experience, but it just solved my problem and it was meh. And then there's the absolute worst where it's you're frustrated and that not only is the chance that somebody could not do business with you anymore, but then they're going to go out and tell their friends, they're going to potentially tell social media, and you now have the opportunity or the risk of losing that customer. Let's just say that somebody out there listening to this and working for a company, they're going, you know what? I think we do a really good job with customer experience, which may not be the case. So how does a company know when it needs to make improvements to customer experience? Yeah. The first thing I would say is, have you actually walked in your customer's shoes? Have you gone through the customer's journey from the very beginning? How do I find your your company? And then what are the steps that I have to go through to identify if it's the right fit or not? And then where are the friction points inside that journey that need to be addressed? And it doesn't matter how amazing, if you are the Zappos of your industry, everybody's going to have friction points or ways that you can improve that experience. And I guess the other way is, how are you measuring it? Are you measuring it based off of your customer satisfaction score? Are you measuring it based off of your net promoter score? Are you measuring it based off of your customer effort score? Or is there something else? So identify where you're at, understand what your customers are actually saying. So don't just take your word for it internally and saying, we nailed it, checkbox, but truly bring them in, buy them lunch and say, how are we doing really? Not just because I'm going to give you an extra $50 gift card for filling out this survey, but truly understand what that customer is experiencing without the ramifications that you're going to tell them potentially bad news. Well, Nick, in your experience, can you talk a little bit about why some companies are so resistant to investing the time and the money into creating a better customer experience via a digital transformation? It's tough when organizations sit there and they say, man, we've already tried this once. We've already gone to the cloud or we've already pushed this transformation one time four years ago and it didn't work. And so a lot of times when an organization kind of got bamboozled from the beginning four years ago per se, and they're like, man, I don't like this experience, but I'm going to stay with it because I don't know that this next company or this next partner is going to improve the experience. And so it's the fear of the unknown from my perspective, a lot of times where organizations kind of, I call it the Heisman, they keep the issue still where that football is and they keep you at arm's distance because they only know what they know and they're not informed. They're not provided with insights. You're not helping them see around the corner and you're not educating them to give them that peace of mind of where they can go and what is possible. And so a lot of times they're thinking through that process 
with these colored glasses that have a negative connotation when you bring up that technology or you bring up a partner because they're like, man, I've already been through this. I'm going to not do it again because the last time I did it, my reputation got burnt a little bit. And so if I do this again, what is this going to do to my current personal brand inside this organization? And so there's a lot of risk back and forth. And so from my perspective, it's the fear of the unknown. And every salesperson is going to come in and say, we have the best product. We have the best technology. We have the best implementation. We have the best support. And if you're not having honest conversations with and solving for business outcomes, a lot of times you're just a featured functionality service and you're looking just like everybody else. And when you look like everybody else, that corporation is going to treat you like everybody else. And that's why they don't make that move from my perspective. It's no secret that implementing new technologies and rolling them out properly, of course, will improve customer experience, will also improve employee experiences. Talk to me a little bit about how you encourage companies to invest in a digital transformation. The great resignation is here. And I'll start there because people are worried about hiring, training, and retaining their talent. And if you can keep that talent, the reason why you keep that talent is because they feel also known and valued and they have the ability for that upward mobility and that growth and that roadmap internally. They feel like they're being cared for. And it's not just because they have an amazing quote unquote culture, but they know where they're going and they feel like they have a place and they know their why in that. That employee experience is a direct correlation. The customer experience is a direct correlation in how you treat your employees because that's how your employees will treat your customers. And so I would say that if you don't treat your employees, if you don't have the right technology, if you don't have the right process, then the people are just going to be frustrated. They're going to inside a, you think of the contact center, you think of a CRM per se. How are you building that relationship? How are you collapsing and consolidating and removing the friction for that interaction to take place so that they can just have a human to human experience and enjoy that and use their expertise instead of inside the contact center, you think of it, because that's what my expertise is. On average, it's what 15 to 16 different applications that somebody's opening at one time to create that experience. And so they're just kind of winging it. And they're asking about the weather because they're opening up that second, third, fourth browser, trying to solve the issue because the knowledge base isn't integrated, the CRM isn't integrated, the channels are not integrated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I would say find ways to automate the routine, find ways to integrate and collapse and consolidate because the more that your employees are efficient, the more that they're going to create a better experience internally and the better that they're going to treat your customers externally. Staying on uh, the employee experience for just a second here, do you think that they need to be measured on customer experience? And if so, how would you go about doing that? Yes, I think there should be also a pulse survey internally. And depending on how large the organization is and, and what your ability is, but just like you survey your customers, hey, how are you doing? How are we doing? How can we improve? The same thing that you should be treating your employees. And maybe it's on the one-on-one, maybe it's a blind anonymous survey. And you're just checking in to say, 
hey, what are we doing? How can we improve? And what ideas do you have? And when that happens, a lot of times that employee feels like you actually care because now they have a voice inside this journey. Doesn't mean that you have to implement every single thing that that employee says, does, or wants, but that means that they now feel like they have part of the journey and they have a role and maybe you have a, the ability to reward them based off of some of the ideas that they have. If, it's, if that's a, hey, you now get to go volunteer for the day on anything of your choice, or you get a, an extra vacation day, or you get something from the swag closet or our, whatever that is, but find ways to encourage them and create that experience. There's all sorts of different metrics that's going to be different for every company, let alone every industry. And that's something I'm happy to have continued conversations over. But you have to find ways to listen to them, hear them out, acknowledge where they're at, understand what they're trying to say, and then respond accordingly. Instead of just saying, hey, thanks, Pete. You pat him on the top of the head and say, now you go do your job. Well, tell me more about that. Let's dig into what you're trying to say and then maybe come back with another recommendation and saying, based off of your thoughts and what you came to me, I thought of this in addition, and here's how we're going to implement it. Thanks so much, Pete. Your mindset changes and you will want to come back and be more innovative for that company moving forward. If the opposite is true and you're like, Pete, I don't want to hear it. You're super busy. You say you're overworked and now you're coming with, to me with ideas. The last thing that Pete's going to want to do in the future is to provide another potential way to improve the experience on either the employee experience or the customer. Nick, if you could narrow it down to just four or five steps, what would you list as the steps businesses should take to create a customer experience strategy? So the strategy, I believe, should align with your outcomes, should align to who you are and what you're trying to achieve holistically at the very top. What are your business objectives? What are your mission, vision, and values? From there, that's where you should start. From there, you should understand where you're at today. What are the metrics that you're implementing, that you've implemented, and how are you measuring them? And then how are you acting upon that? So you have a baseline. You also need to truly understand and interview your front line to hear what your customers are saying. Then go talk to your customers. What are they saying? And then you take all of this information, you bring that to the senior leadership team or the people who are involved in this project, and you're saying, based off of the information that we have, what is that priority? What are we trying to achieve? And what's most important to us? What's the most important to our customers? And let's rank these in order, either by impact or depending on the, the budget. Maybe it's what can we do with the least amount of cost with the most amount of impact? Start there and then slowly, gradually increase back to the fully personalized experience and measure and communicate with that internally and then give people a role in understanding what that experience is and how they play a part of it. I would also say that most organizations that are saying that they focus on customer experience don't have a measurement across either from the individual, let alone department or at the corporate. They just say, hey, we're going to improve our customer experience. 
It's a great buzzword, like you said at the beginning with the digital strategy. But if you're not going to measure it, you're not going to improve it. So once you know everything that you want to do and you have it prioritized, understand who's going to be involved and then measure and act based off of that measurement. Marketing. Let's talk about that for a second. Marketing in customer experience. Talk about the role of marketing and what tools companies should be using for marketing and customer experience. So marketing is a way to guide your customers and inform them on how awesome you are in your product and service. It is part of the journey. And I think it's an essential part because consumers are now, instead of in reacting and, and saying, I'm going to search for your company online and I'm going to call you and you're going to inform me of who you are as an organization and what product or service you sell. They now, uh, in, in the importance of marketing, should be educating and informing them of where your consumers are searching, if it's social, if it's your website, and informing them of who you are either through video what are your top 20, top 30, top 50 things that your salespeople hear or the searches that you're going after based off of your subject? And then creating value that you can help guide your consumer to make an educated decision on that path that they want, on the pace that they want it. Because if they're not being informed and then immediately your salespeople come in and say, hey, this is who we are and this is what we're about and we've been in business for 30 years and here's a product and service we sell and we're really cool, then you're wasting that consumer's time. If you inform them and educate them and guide them, one thing that in my podcast, I interviewed a guy named Anthony Anarino and he was talking about being a sales guide. And he's like, he climbed a mountain, I can't remember the name of the mountain, but he's like, in every, before I got to the top of the mountain, before I got to the mountain, I asked my doctor, hey, I'm going to be going into altitude. What do I take? And he's like, well, take this altitude medicine. He got to the base barely high, hardly, uh, I think the first day, and he was getting altitude sickness. And the Sherpa, the Sherpa who's been there for 25, 30 years, is saying, oh, I see that you're sick. Are you okay? And he said, well, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why my body's acting like that. And he's like, are you taking altitude sickness medicine? And he's like, well, yeah. I, I am. He's like, well, stop taking that and walk faster. He's like, walk faster. I can barely breathe. He's like, do you trust me? I've been doing this for 20 years. I've been bringing hundreds upon hundreds of people up to the top of this mountain. And I know when you need to take the small steps. I need to know. I know when you need to walk faster. I know when you need to take that step down at the end of the day. So you're reducing the altitude. And I know when you need to add oxygen. So he started walking faster and he started feeling better. The same is true from my perspective when it comes to marketing, is that they also need to be that Sherpa because they are also guiding the journey of that customer and this, the customer journey starts with them. Well said, my friend. <laughs> As a guy who comes from marketing, that's the goal. So before we end our time together here, uh, Nick, I wanted to turn the tables on you. Speaking of your Press One for Nick podcast, I'm going to ask you, Two questions that you ask every guest on your podcast. All right. You ready for this? I'm Probably, ready. You, you already know what they are. But <laughs> number one, what book or person has influenced you the most in the past year? It's such a tough question because I know that it's coming. And 
I've had the ability to ask so many people. I would say that I'm going to cheat and give you two because I'm reading two books right now and I think that they are powerful and I think that two people behind them are are rock stars. One of them is the founder of the Ritz-Carlton who I have the ability to interview in September, Horst Schultz, and he has a book and it's called Excellence Wins, a no-nonsense guide to becoming the best in a world of compromise. And I, I love the book because he started off saying as a kid that he wanted at like age 11, he wanted to be in the hotel business and his whole family basically shunned him. And now he is the co-founder of the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company. And it's just an amazing story. And he's a leader in the marketplace. And uh, you think of the Ritz-Carlton anytime that there's an issue from the person who's cleaning the sheets all the way to the senior executive and CEO, per interaction per day, you have the ability to fix an issue and empower those employees for up to $2,000. And I, I love that. And he's like, you know, the most somebody has ever spent, I think is $851. And there's a whole story around that by somebody lost their wedding rings and the people ended up buying some metal detectors and finding these rings. And the newlyweds were frantic. And overnight, they were searching. All these couple employees were searching for the for the wedding rings, and they found them and put the wedding ring on the breakfast table that next morning. And they were beyond thrilled. And I love that because these employees were seeking ways to think about what they could control and how could I be part of that journey to create and keep that experience. The next one that I think is a uh, another awesome read is The Power of Customer Experience by Elizabeth Dixon. And she has spent the last 21 years at Chick-fil-A. And um, she goes into a ton of details. And just it, it's a really, really good read. And it's more of a she's telling stories as if she was at the dinner table. And that's kind of how I read it. And there's so many solid reads. And she was actually mentored for a year by Horst Schulz. And so those are two that I would highly recommend. Question number two, if you could leave a note to all the customer service and CX professionals that are out there, what would you say to them in that note? I would say to start. Everybody thinks about customer experience as this touchy-feely subject and, oh, everybody can do it and, and I think everybody can do it, but it's all about what are you doing? What are you controlling? And understanding what the customer is saying, feeling, thinking, and then doing. And I would say at the very end, this job is not easy. A lot of times in customer service, you are the whipping boy of, of the experience and you get the butt end of when experiences don't go well. And I would encourage you and challenge you to have fun serving others because the issue when and the opportunity that you have when somebody interacts with you in customer service specifically is nobody, Mike doesn't go and, and call the insurance company or the, the, the internet company and say, hey, I just want to let you know we're having a great day. Internet's working well. I'll see you tomorrow. Air high five. He's bringing his entire life along with that issue to that internet company. And so a lot of times that end user, that consumer, that customer is giving them their whole life in addition to that issue. 
And so if you understand we are all humans doing business with humans and we are all bringing, oh, I had an issue with my kid just got an F in history or, you know, I'm cha- I'm getting challenged because my 20-year veteran employee just transferred to a new company and now I don't know what to do and I'm stressed out. They're bringing their whole life to that conversation. And I would challenge you to understand where they're at, even though they might not say it, and have fun serving them. As you were speaking, I was having this great idea. First of all, thank you for being our guest today, Nick Glimstall on the Salesforce Simplified podcast. It was awesome having you here, listening to you. But as I was listening to you throughout these 25 minutes or so, it hit me that it would be great to have you come back at some point in the future. And we'd have some examples of what bad customer experiences are. And you could maybe offer some suggestions on how a company or how the situation could have been handled differently. What do you think of that idea? I'm all on board. We, uh, I could, I could think about for, for about three weeks and run into three or four experiences myself. So it's, that's the that's the exciting and the frustrating part about being in customer service and or customer experience is you get to see it and you know the ability and the ways to fix it and you know that companies are not fixing it. Well, book it. We're going to do that sometime down the road for sure. He's Nick Glimsdahl. He's the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. And again, Nick, thanks. Look forward to having you back with us soon. It's my pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity, Mike. And if you'd like to have more information uh, about Nick and what he does, I highly, highly recommend that you visit his podcast page, which is press1fornick.com. That's press, the numeral one, for nick.com. And as I always do, I'll put some helpful links about today's topics in this episode's notes section. And lastly, if you like what you've heard today, I always encourage you, please tell your friends, tell your colleagues about the podcast, tell them to listen on any of the podcast outlets, Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, YouTube, we're, we're on them all. I'm Mike Boyle from Advictorium Solutions. Want to thank you again for listening to our Salesforce Simplified podcast. As always, our next episode is just around the corner. We're glad you stopped by. You've been listening to Salesforce Simplified, the podcast from Ad Victorium Solutions. 